This is Life Well Planned, featuring the 80-20-365 success system with Adam Vincent Gilmer. I'm your host, Gene Velaitis, and uh, every week here, Adam and I take you through another aspect of the 80-20-365 success system, which Adam has taught in more than 100 countries around the world. Uh, you simply have to return every week, or as the collection grows, you can binge listen or binge watch. You can download the podcast on Apple iTunes or Spotify, or uh, take a look at these two handsome guys right here on the video on, on Adam's website. That may be up for a little bit of debate, but we're going to throw it out anyway because we're pretty positive guys. Uh, this is episode number eight. Uh, we've had some fantastic information along the way, and we're going to be going for 52 episodes. So the learning will continue, and in future episodes, we'll be bringing you the podcast and the video from Latin America, Dubai, from India, from Russia, from right around the world, and it's going to be really, really exciting. Uh, on this episode number eight, what we want to talk about, and you know, we, we've we've tossed this around a lot, but we we really want to hone in on this. We want to talk a, a, about what exactly is and how to use the 80-20 rule. Before we even get to it, let's just talk a little bit of curiosity here. How, Adam, how did you even discover the 80-20 rule? And then once you tell us that really cool story, let's define exactly what we mean when we say the 80-20 rule. So how did, how did, how did, how did you find this in your life? I was uh, in, uh, <clears throat> I was at a, company called Herbalife um, in my early career in network marketing. And I was told that uh, Jim Rohn was giving a success weekend that I should go to it. And I said, okay. I mean, I, I, I was looking for life change. I'm an immigrant from South Africa. And I wanted the white picket fence. I wanted the American dream. And there were Americans getting it. And I was becoming an American. And I decided to go along with the weekend. And at that weekend seminar, Jim Rohn said something really important. He said, 80% uh, of the people in your sales organization, uh, you're going to have to work with, but they're not the top producers. 20% of them are the top producers and spend most of your time with them. <clears throat> he also said that 80% of the people inside your sales organization at that time would be like people who buy products and you know, aren't really serious about making the business of distribution happen. He said, versus 20%, he said, maybe even less than 20% are the people who will make it happen, who will go out and create distribution, who will do the business know-how, have the strategy. <clears throat> so he says, you have to learn to work with both. You have to learn with the 80% and you have to learn with the, learn to work with the 20%. He also said, <clears throat> you can work with 80% uh, in group. In other words, a big, huge uh, group presentation, you know a couple hundred, a couple thousand, you know, tens of thousands of people, group presentation. And then he said, but for the 20%, they said they need individual presentation because uh, 80%, sorry, a 20% individual is a person who thinks a little different, um, wants more out of life, has, a, has personal goals, is driven uh, mostly like a, a, a red type personality. And there's four personalities, red, green, uh, yellow, and blue. <clears throat> so I learned all this stuff. And then after that, I was like, it just left a bug in my ear, right? I mean, I was like, I, I identified with the 20, but I wanted to have 100% in my organization. So that means <clears throat> 20s and 80s working. And uh, an 80 sometimes leads you to a 20, but a 20 will lead you to a lot of 80s. 
And this is what builds a, a big group and team around the world. And I've practiced it ever since then. And then <clears throat> I went to several different other workshops. Um, De uh, Dennis Waitley, um, Robert Allen, Les Brown, um, uh, various other, you know, uh, Bob Proctor, many, many others. I, I, there's like, I have a list. It's Robert sure. Kiyosaki, Sue Orsman, <clears throat> John Maxwell. I mean, it, the list goes on. It's not just them, okay? But um, I learned and I gleaned from them. And then I found a book <clears throat> called um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Oh. And I was like, aha, what if you did this every day? <laughs> so <clears throat> I decided let's create the seven habits and uh, some of the other mentors that I had at the time, I already mentioned, had some issues and things about, hey, here's how you make these habits work. They all talked about the 20 principle, by the way. Every single one of them I've, I've, I've mm -hmm. mentioned here all talked about it. So I was like, it's important. <clears throat> and that's what I did. So I, fo I forced and focused my life into uh, a big funnel going down into what are the most important things to do every day. And then you reverse that funnel around and you do this stuff now, it leads to this and <clears throat> and that's like uh, the scoring system inside the planner is a 20% high payoff activity. If you don't score, <clears throat> you're not reporting to yourself what's important and therefore it, your life goes unmeasured and that's not a good thing. You need to score yourself. And we've, we've created the scoring system to be like a game, uh, Gene, so people can literally play the game of life, okay? And they can score <clears throat> uh, and try to get a 10 or 11 out of every single day. 11 is optimal. Like I very rarely give them 11, but I, I do. Uh, I've had perfect days, uh, but it's, they're not always perfect. Uh, but I score them and just really fast. <clears throat> so everybody knows when you do a power hour, you get two points, uh, uh, one for doing your purpose and uh, the other for planning and previewing. And then FTF, one point, fear thing first. You have to do this. The, these are the seven habits. You, you have to do them. Bottom lines, a point for each. Self, others, and work. Uh, nutrition, rest, gym, and exercise. You get two points <clears throat> uh, for, re for, uh, for one nutrition. But rest, gym, and exercise get you the next point. So you have to get the right rest. <clears throat> you must go to the gym or get some exercise in, and then you get, that, uh, you get the bonus point there, two points. You get a point for the aha every single day when a, an aha shows up that you wrote down. You can't just have an aha and give yourself a point. You have to make a mental journal note in your journal, in your planner, in your calendar, in your book of life, in your, in your <laughs> book of life, in, in your life well planned. This is where you got to do it. And then mentoring, uh, teaching, uh, prospecting, A's, B's, C's, and D's, as I mentioned before in the last episode. And then at the very end of the day, you can get another point for reviewing your day after your day's gone, right before you've ended. And by the way, I didn't mention this before, but I so we say it now. That's where I read my purpose statement out loud, right before I retire each evening. Now, I have it on my iPhone, and it goes off as a reminder alarm, here's your purpose statement. And so I'm able to read it there, like if I'm on the plane, or what have you, and I'm like, and I read it to myself. And I've even been, it's really funny, I'll have headphones on on a plane, and I'll be mumbling my purpose statement, <clears throat> because it's like, you know, two o'clock in the morning or something on a, on a plane, traveling around the world somewhere. And, uh, you know, a, a stewardess will come, or will come up and say, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just <laughs> doing my stuff. <clears throat> but this is what, this is what drives me. And then, but, but those seven habits <clears throat> are the most effective high payoff 20% vital few activities that you have to do every single day. If you want to score a 10 in the system or an 11, you can score an 11 if you do everything perfect. <clears throat> um, this is how it works. So <clears throat> in breaking into the 80-20 principle, Gene, <clears throat> I've talked about 
And this isn't just, I didn't just discover this thing. Okay. This is like, you can go and Google the 80-20 principle. Every, every huge corporation uses this principle. Every huge sales team, every 20% of the people get 80% of the results. 20% of the people make most of the sales. 20% of the people make, make the big, huge life-changing decisions. So, and 80% of the people only get 20% of the results. So Another way to look at it, and, I, and I, I've gotten, once again, I want, people should go out and get this book too, The 80-20 Principle by uh, Richard Koch. Unbelievable uh, insight. And he's got an 80-20 way, way of thinking. He's got several books. And the reason why I'm promoting him, I don't get paid a penny out of this book. Okay? This is, I do it because if we can change just a few people's thinking to change from uh, what they're doing in the 80% and see what the differences are, and, and just here's some examples. 80% of achievement and happiness takes place 20% of our time. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> um, our lives are profoundly affected for good <clears throat> and ill by a few events taking place every single day. Wow. So it's not the m majority of events that take place, but a few little events <clears throat> uh, change the outcome. Okay. Uh, there's always a few key inputs to what leads to happiness. So it's not lots of things that lead to happiness. There's a few key things. <clears throat> uh, this one is great. There are always winners and always losers. There's always more of the latter. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Meaning people, <clears throat> there's always more losers than winners. That's the 80-20 principle uh, in effect in our lives. So <clears throat> if, if, if we understand, and you can go and Google this, <clears throat> you can see great diagrams. But if you take 20% of what you do and you measure it, <clears throat> Uh, the high payoff activities, you find out that it gets you huge chunks of uh, results, 80% returns, return on investment. And if you count 80% of what you normally do during the day, um, it literally translates into very little achievement. So <clears throat> this system is designed so that when you're going through your daily planner, specifically in items D and E, it's the you can put 20% high payoff activities in the 20% execution, <clears throat> creativity, let's get it done action mode, and then 80% into the 80% block. And just so you know, through the years I've been using the planner, very few 80s are going into my 80% section anymore. Most of it is just, I, I stay deliberately focused on, <clears throat> on the high payoff 20% uh, activities. And why is this? Okay, the reasons are, is that, <clears throat> once again, um, in this book, Richard talks about a few things here. The point he wants to make is this. <clears throat> the key characteristics of any time management is understanding that we all have the same amount of time. 86,400 uh, seconds in a day, 1,440 minutes. You, me, Gene, everybody watching this podcast, webinar, or you know, web show, whatever, <clears throat> time is slipping by, right? For, or, or, or ticking into the future. Why is it then that... <clears throat> Some people are able to pull from the same amount of time extraordinary uh, outcomes versus the majority of the people only get average or below average uh, results. And that's because smart people, and by the way, the 80-20 principle is taught at every single business school in America and almost around the world, Oxford and what have you, okay? <clears throat> so if it's that important, how come there isn't a class at most major universities on how to make money? <laughs> Okay, that's true. There isn't. You can go. You can go all the way through Harvard Business School, and they don't teach you two things. 
One, how to make a decision, and two, how to make money. And you know, and when when you or I and I were on the road once, I, I remember you and I were in Sacramento, and there was a, a young man who was very intrigued by all of this, and he said, "I'd really like to to be a part of that uh, that twenty percent. How do I do it?" And I said, "Well, do you have Adam's Daily Planner?" And he said, yes. And I said, and are you writing in it every single day? And he said, yes. I said, are you scoring your day? He said, yes. I said, well, guess what? You're in the 20%. You just don't even know it. And, and, and I said, and, and you see that guy in the parking lot smoking a cigarette? Well, he's in the 80%. So, I, I mean, again, as you, as you teach, it's these little things, but you have to have a plan. And it's why we always stress you have to have this daily planner because it puts you in that group and the actions you take while in that group make you a part of it. And, and, and that's the difference between the people who perform and, and, you know, it's like setting goals. You know, if you don't set a, if you don't set a goal, you'll achieve that just as the person who sets a really big lofty goal. I totally agree. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to say some things, but I don't, I know, I know the audience is going to comment and say, say things when I say this, and this isn't, this isn't, uh, you know, a bad word, but here's what the thing is. <clears throat> you have to be ruthless about this. You know, like <laughs> there's, there's a lot of people that have come to our workshops and they're, they're well intentioned. I, I guess, I mean, you know, meeting Gene, Eugene, they've got the right <clears throat> heart condition. They're nice people. Okay. Mm. But you know, nice doesn't finish first. Okay, no. <laughs> so so you have to be literally uh, a little harder on yourself. That's why the demand comes into getting these things done. So <clears throat> um, once again, uh, eighty twenty book, and people say, "Where do I get all these things?" I'm like, "Okay, well, look. I mean, the book is. I don't know if you can see this, but it's actually outlined it's, in red. It's worn out. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's used. Okay, so <clears throat> when somebody when I take this in my workshops, I'm like, "Listen, you should get a copy of the book." And and you want to know the funny thing? Very few get a copy of the book, but those same few in our sales organization inside the present company, I mean, we have, we now have 19 people uh, that have reached a level of making more than a million dollars a year, 19. Uh, the majority of them, except for one, he's a coach, been in the, been in the direct sales industry before. Um, all of them are graduates of, of our 80-20 workshop. Okay. I'm not saying that I'm a magic weaver or maker. What I'm saying is that we just focus the person's time and energy better onto ruthless demands that have made their lives become uh, better. So just to give you an idea, <clears throat> Richard's exact words on page 161 <clears throat> says this, be ruthless about cutting out 80% low payoff activities. <laughs> ruthless, okay? So what does that mean? <clears throat> you cannot, if you, once you get this concept down, you cannot afford to waste any more of your life working on 80% low return investment activities you should be spending the majority of your day, most of your day, on small on the on the high payoff activities. So just to just to give you the, uh, some of the some of the things, it says, under no circumstances, give a fair share of your time away. It has to be specific, like we're doing these webinars, like we're doing these podcasts. They were very very specific in what you got to get done. The seven habits. And by the way, <clears throat> the first four habits in the book, out of the habitudes. Easy to do, right? So you got uh, power hour, fear thing first, uh, energy, and bottom lines. Simple. Those are easy to do. But watch this. The remaining three, to finish out those seven, take a little more time, 
uh, more uh, in-depth thinking of the individual, okay, to make to make stuff work. That means <clears throat> making sure you have an aha every day, making sure you mentor and teach somebody every day. And the most important one out of the seven is to review your day at the end and read your purpose statement out loud. That is the most important thing. Now, if you just did that uh, at the end of every single day, literally, you'd be pre-programming your mind to make uh, pre-programming and predestining your future and outcome. But life re your life responds to demands, not to want. And you have to demand that you do this stuff every single day. And by doing so, <clears throat> um, here are some of the things that uh, Richard brings up. <clears throat> it says 10 low-value uses of time. Uh, things other people want you to do, <laughs> things you've always, uh, things have always been done this way. Well, that's the worst excuse in the world, right? Things have always been done this way. Well, that sucks. There's got to be a better way to do it. Um, uh, you're not good at doing certain things, so uh, don't strive. That's not good. You've got to strive to be doing much, much bigger and better things. Okay. Um, ever notice that when you're doing something that's important, you get interrupted. I wonder why that is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just this, you know, mm -hmm, aha, okay. Um, uh, notice the things that the few people are interested in. When, when, when a few people are interested in getting the right thing done, a CEO, a vice president, uh, a director, a chairman of the board, okay, these people have a vested interest in making the big, huge vision and picture come together. You might want to align yourselves with those kinds of thinkers uh, and people because these are the things that you versus being with the crowd, being with eighty percent. Push yourself over to the uh, to the twenty percent. <clears throat> um, uh, when you're asked to collaborate, collaborate with the solution. Wow! Don't just say and don't bitch and complain about a situation. If you're going to bitch and complain, have a solution uh, at the end of that uh, particular piece too. Um, the other thing is answering the telephone is a big time waster. If you see it, like I, I, I've got this thing where I get a lot of spam calls and I program the calls through, through AT&T. They get a little, little program. So I automatically know it's a spam call. <laughs> it's going to spam. And I, I, I identify every single phone number that I want in there, uh, who I want it to be from. Uh, Eugene, some other people in the sales organization or, or teams and vice presidents, presidents, what have you. So that I know when I'm answering the phone, I know what the call's about. I know, I know, I know it's who with. These are all time-saving and advancing things that uh, you want to do. Now, <clears throat> why would we want to do these things? Ready? Here's why. Number one, to advance your overall purpose in life. It literally says purpose in life. And I didn't pay Richard to put this in the book. Okay? <clears throat> it literally, it's literally because it's things you've always wanted to do. This is why you want to start thinking 20% high payoff activities. Um, there's already a relationship between 80 and 20 and everything that you do. You've got to glean from that what are the 20s and push off what are the 80s. And you'll now, some people might think, as I said, some people might think that you're ruthless, that you're being rude doing this. In a nice way, and this is choice of language, in a nice way, you can say, I really understand that this is important to you, but it really doesn't serve my purpose. In a nice way, that's saying no. And, you know, once you start getting this language down, once you start, start talking this way, what happens is there's like a quantum shift in, and you, you know, all the mentors we've talked about, you know, Bob Proctor, you know, all these people too, Gene, they all talk about there's a quantum change in thinking when some of this stuff is put into place. And that's the 80-20 principle again. 20% of the things are like, boom, 
unbelievable things start taking place. And when I say unbelievable, believable because you're focused on the 20, but to the average person viewing, it's unbelievable. It's, a, it's, it's almost miraculous. Yeah. And they say, and they say things like, Oh, you're so lucky. Luck had nothing to do with it. It was all about planning. And you know, in a previous episode, and if you still don't get the 80-20 rule or the concept, in a previous episode, Adam was saying things like, you have to understand, I don't do my laundry. I, I, I don't take care of the lawn. I don't wash the cars. And I remember talking to somebody taking your course once who couldn't understand this concept and wasn't getting the 80-20 rule. And I said... Adam doesn't focus in on a minimum wage job because he's too busy becoming a millionaire. And bang, that was the aha moment that that person said. And they said right then and there, now I get the 80-20 rule. Yes, don't focus in on a minimum wage job when you should be focusing in on being a millionaire. I mean, it can be that simple. But that having been said, what are some of the mistakes people make that get them off the 80-20 track? Uh, uh, the number one mistake is people being too nice. In other words, <clears throat> they're, they're, they know what they should be focused on. <clears throat> uh, significant others, um, you know, boyfriends, girlfriends, moms, dads, um, somebody in the family. And what happens is, is that you don't want to fight with them. Okay, this, it's like, you know that if you bring this up or you, it, it's going to, there's going to be banging of heads, gnashing of teeth. And so what I've learned to do is have a civil conversation and say, listen, you know what? Uh, let's say it was an issue we had to cover, Gene. I would say, Gene, listen, why don't we go down to a Starbucks? There's a couple of things I want to go over with you. And, and now as my brother and friend, I can talk to you over, over a cup of coffee or um, at Starbucks or whatever the case is, so that... <clears throat> sorry, business is always coming in here, uh, but so that we can cover it and we can have a direct conversation, a respectful yeah. conversation. Like, <clears throat> like not, not, you know, I've got a good friend of mine, unbelievable top income earner on the planet that I know puts deals together all the time. Okay. <clears throat> and like, uh, you know, his way of making a breakthrough with you is calling you a dumbass. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, <laughs> okay. Cause and I, you know, and I know who you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Now, now <clears throat> in his way, that's him communicating, calling you a dumbass so he can make a breakthrough. And so he can, so he can, uh, educate you on, on what to do better. Like I just learned that you get a, you get, you get a lot further, uh, not being so insulting and being, uh, genuine, direct re with resolute intentions with the definite leading to no, I'm not doing it that way anymore. I'm doing it this way. And Gene, as your friend, you being friends or dad or mom or sister, brother, aunt, uncle, lover, whatever, I want you to respect me and I want you to step behind me, even though my decision might be wrong down the road. I just want, I, I'm going to acknowledge that. I want you to acknowledge that you respect me and we respect each other. So we're gonna, I'm going to go this direction, but we're still going to keep our relationship. We're still going to keep intact. And <clears throat> that's called communication, Gene. And you asked me what's the, like the number one is people um, are afraid uh, to have that communication. But, but let me give you a list of, of people that have practiced this and I'm just going to mention their names as I go down the list. Okay. And let's take a look at how successful they are. And you know, for a fact that they've had to have hard conversations with people about this. You ready? Uh, Steven, Steven Spielberg. 
I guarantee you, going through cuts and edits and decisions and what have you, he's like, I'm sorry, there was arguments. There was a, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, David Copperfield, Sylvester Stallone, Michael Jackson, even with the challenges and issues and what was told. Can you imagine the unbelievable performer? Can you imagine being part of his choreography team and how he demanded things? Hard conversations taking place. Stephen King, Shaquille O'Neal, the late Kobe Bryant, of course, uh, just passed recently. <clears throat> um, how about Robert De Niro uh, or Al Pacino or Dustin Hoffman? Okay. I'm bringing these names up, not because that they're 80-20 gurus or anything, it's, but, but because you know in your mind, <clears throat> if you're having a, a management decision with these men and women, you better know they're going to be making 20% high payoff decisions because their lives, their dreams, their future literally depends on the decisions that they're making. They're not going to be making uh, 80% oh, random, oh, it might work, what have you, decisions. They're, they're very specific, okay? And I'm bringing those names up <clears throat> not, to be, uh, not to be difficult, but to give you an example as you're listening to this to say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. These people are focused on high payoff, vital few, huge re return on investment of time and value. And that obviously leads to you know, wealth and income and what have you. But these are the things that these people focus on to make their lives better. Now, if they're doing it, why can't you? Why can't, why can't you spend a dollar a day? And I, listen, by the way, we could charge a lot more for this. We talked about this in the beginning episodes. I'm more interested in creating value than I am in creating uh, more millions and millions and millions of dollars. I, now, I take the millions, Gene, okay, because you know, it's part of the value proposition. <laughs> but at the same time, anybody can do this, and we'll walk you along the process, not only step by step, but you'll learn this really fast. I promise you, after four or five, six days of using this planner <clears throat> um, and not scoring the way you're supposed to be scoring, we can tell exactly what you're procrastinating, what your favorite things first are, <clears throat> what bottom lines you're not doing, and how you're not reviewing your day, <laughs> and you're not reading your purpose statement. It's like it's an automatic report card uh, to yourself, and it automatically says if you're not doing this, 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 and this, those immediately become 20% high payoff activities for you to start now. New habits now, 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 now. And you start to critique yourself, and by the way, this isn't something that <clears throat> you walk into a principal's office, like I'm over your shoulder uh, or, you know, a coach and I'm like, hey, you, you dumbass idiot. This, no, what it is, is the system reports back to you and tells you, you haven't been doing your mentoring. You haven't been doing a haws. You haven't been. And, and it says, and the, and, the, and the mechanism goes off in your head. You know, I should probably be doing those things. Fear thing first. Put those and 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 bottom lines. If you at the end of the day, you ended in an entirely different place. <clears throat> and by the way, one of the other things I love about the planner <clears throat> um, is at the end of every single page, we have a quote. Okay, this one here is by Napoleon Hill, <clears throat> and it says, "Whatever the whatever the mind of a man can conceive and believe, it can achieve." Napoleon Hill, and we put these great thinkers at the bottom of every single one of these pages so that we can give you an inspirational thought for the day. You can look at things going, gee whiz, <clears throat> um, here's one by uh, uh, <clears throat> Dennis Waitley. Uh, here's one by, uh, once again, Jews of Polly Hill, Les Brown, you know, uh, Vince Lombardi. We've done these things so that we can inspire you to give you <clears throat> a moment of 80-20 coming from a great thinker. You might not be listening to one 
um, every single day or, you know, I listen to somebody new every single day to try and get uh, new meat and how we can be better. <clears throat> These are the things that lead to a much, much better life. And it also leads to understanding the 80 principle much, much more and putting it into your daily life. And the results, Gene, are amazing. And, and, and here's the little secret for somebody watching the video or listening to the podcast. And I think Adam and I want to leave you with this aha moment. If you're watching or you're listening, guess what? You're putting yourself in the 20% bracket, aren't you? Absolutely. In fact, I want to congratulate those people that have made it this far and are listening to say, look, you obviously want to have a better life and you want to make things happen. So, uh, not only try this, do this. I demand that you do it. In fact, I got a small little challenge for people <clears throat> to do it and start your days. And if you don't get a 10 or higher every single day, you start at zero. <clears throat> so what that literally means is every day you're pushing. And then I promise you after 30 days, <clears throat> you know, when, when Pavlov would ring the, uh, would ring the bell, the dogs would salivate. <clears throat> literally, this is going to happen to your productivity. We're going to start going, oh my goodness, <clears throat> new habits are going to be starting being created. New neurons and synapses are going to be formed or, or reinforced inside the mind. And very shortly, you'll be, you'll be running for, uh, you, you'll, be, you'll be pulling towards your goals and dreams than doing the things that have pulled you down and stopping you from actually achieving them. Well, there we go. That's how it works. It's the 80-20 rule. That's episode number eight. In episode number nine, coming right up, we're going to start planning and working together as a team for you to realize your daily, weekly, monthly, and five-year objectives and goals. It's just, if you like these first episodes, I'm telling you, it's just getting started and it's going to be really, really exciting. Adam, answer that phone and start making another million dollars, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It just goes off. <clears throat> Listen, uh, thank you very much, Gene. See you guys on the next uh, Life Well Plan. Take care. God bless. Yeah, and go to the website, get your daily planner. Um, you need to have it. It's uh, it's something you'll carry with you every single day for the rest of your life. It's at www.802365.com. For Adam Vincent Gilmer, I'm your host, Gene Velitis. See you next time on episode number nine, where we start planning things together. Bye now.